today on From A to Ziggy, Absolute Beginners. Welcome to A to Ziggy. I'm Travis. I'm Thomas. We are today talking about Absolute Beginners. We are talking about 80s Bowie. That's right. This is a song from 1986. It was a single in the title track to the movie, Absolute Beginners. Which is a movie that I, I confess I have never seen. So I, I was com I'm coming into this one strictly with uh, an awareness of the song and not so much the movie. Which is understandable. I mean, it, I've seen it once and I, let's see, I, I, I've known the song for much longer than this, but I finally saw the movie last year. I don't know how much we should talk about the movie itself. Bowie is in the movie. He appears as the villain. I'm sorry, I don't remember it very well, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was the general plot line of absolute beginners? Um, so that's the thing that, that's hard for me to remember. It's, it's basically kind of a slice of life, 1950s London, racial tension, uh, and life on the, the outskirts of the main societal boundaries. Which apparently, so this was based on a book also, which Bowie was a fan of, because that it basically talks about the time and place where Bowie was growing up. So when the movie was being produced, he, he jumped on board and uh, he plays an American capitalist or marketer. He sells people things they don't need and therefore he's, he's an evil guy. Uh, we don't like him, but he's Bowie, so we love him. He does it with a with a with a wink and a smile, so we forgive him for that. But also, he's the bad guy. He's one of many bad guys because there's also terrible, horrible racists in that movie, and and those guys get the the hatred that they deserve. I looked up some facts about the movie. It turns out that part of the reason why maybe I'm not aware of it is because it was it was largely viewed as a flop. It didn't get very good reviews. It, I guess it was one of those movies that was it, it, as soon as it appeared, it was gone. I would like to think that by the time someone listens to this, I will have seen Absolute Beginners. <laughs> if I'm going on on the music video, it's definitely oh, yeah. the video. seems like something interesting. The, the video is... Uh... So maybe we should get into the song itself before we dive into the Yeah, let's talk video. about the song. Because the song itself is amazing, and the story behind it is amazing. Uh, so what, what? tell me about the story of the song. So the people that worked on the session with him for for the song had no idea that this was going on sessions were at abbey road studio um the abbey road studio um oh that one that one and a group of session report uh record session musicians um received a card to work at the studio with mr x who later turned out to be david bowie which is the, such a cool david bowie thing to do just mr x more examples of just david bowie being the coolest person ever he came in banged it out the sessions were very very rapid i believe you had said that it, so it came that he had the most of the song done but there was a little, some input from the session musicians yeah they said it was about together. half done and uh, this is very much the way bowie works is he sort of comes in with an idea the germ of an idea and works with the musicians and comes up with the rest of the song there in the studio writing in the studio which is what he's done for a long time so the song itself, like so much of, of what he was doing at that time, does have a lot of uh, a lot of a doo-wop influence. Yeah, um, definitely. The wah, 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 wah. Oh, just the way the song, it just, 
it kicks it in a very grand way. It is it, gleefully retro. Yeah. And it just, yeah, it really does just, it pulls you right in. And, and thematically, I always appreciate love songs that aren't cliched, that, that approach the topic from a fresh and different way. And the beautiful thing with music is, you, you know, you, you can project the lyrics however you want them and, and interpret them however you want. And the way I interpret it, it really came from that sense of, so we, we are absolute beginners. We're, as long as we're together, the rest can go to hell. I absolutely love you, but we're absolute beginners with eyes completely open, but nervous all the same. Just no one knows what they're doing in relationships and in love. Nobody has any idea. Everyone's an absolute beginner. Basically, to be in a relationship and to be in love, it's, just, it's taking two people who have no idea what they're doing and it equals one person who kind of sort of does, but still mostly doesn't. But as long as you're um, your partners in having no idea what's going on, then it's, it's great and it's wonderful. Yeah, it, it, you don't have to know what you're doing. You can just, you can wing it. Life is just winging it. I like that. And recognizing that you don't know what you're doing. I am an absolute beginner, he says. And it, it, it the song so, sort of teeters on the cheesy and uh, cliche. But, uh, I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of there's, there's no mountain high enough, no uh, river wide enough <laughs> sort of thing. But it's also, it, it's... He, he references just like the films, you know, it's like, uh, we all know this is this kind of idealistic love and uh, naive, naivete is, is how things work in the movies. Wink, wink, it's the title song from the movie. <laughs> but uh, in real life, you know, uh, you can make it work like that because that's how it feels to you. you. You go through your life, you know, feeling a certain way. And this is how love feels. Uh, and it's how we want love to always feel. We're always, it's always new to us. It's, you know, it's all puppy love. And it can be. You just have to, you know, get over yourself and, and you know, not feel stupid for being ignorant or, or uh, naive. Uh, you know what I actually thought of? When it gets to that part, if our love song could fly over mountains, could laugh at the ocean, and I bet, I should have researched this, but I bet that's what inspired. So there's a bit from Flight of the Concords, who are huge David Bowie fans. Brent is trying to write a song for his girlfriend, and it's, it ends up being this, like, four-hour, like, 30-page song. And it's like, I would cross any of out, and, like, all those love cliches. <laughs> and then Jermaine starts going through it. And it's like, would you actually do all these things? And it's, no. <laughs> so that, that made me think of that right away and just cracked me up because uh, they, they are the kind of, feel like that's the kind of thing they probably did was take this part from this Bowie song and really turn it into this silly, jokey concept of theirs. It's perfect pop. It's it uh, it's it's over the top, but that's Bowie for you, and, and he does it. He delivers it in a way that you get it. You connect to it. Yeah, he's able to teeter that line and navigate it successfully. No, I mean you, you can't. It's so hard to be a total badass, but also like a, a soul, like just a total savvy crooner at the same time. Hmm. Um, and yeah, he just he really lives on that line. Because, you know, I grew up, you know, I, I listened to a lot of loud alternative music, a lot of 
and I, as much as I loathe the term grunge, but you know, where I always, you know, I want my music to, generally speaking, always wanted my music to just be loud and not too schmaltzy and cheesy. But then you hear a song like Absolute Beginners and you're like, oh no, you're right, you're right. Oh, you're just it preaching melts me, your heart. Oh God, it just warm, yeah, melts your icy heart. <laughs> you want to just put the sound guard away for a little while and just, just be a, a hopeless, schmaltzy romantic. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we, we really have to talk about the music video because it is such an amazingly 80s music video. And so it was, it, was, it was directed by Julian Temple, who also directed the movie Absolute Beginners. And his list of credentials is um, just a what's what of early music videos. Right. Breaking the law and... and um, right, Judas Priest. Awesome. Uh, did a few Stray Cats. Stray Cats. Uh, uh, Sex Pistols. Uh, Culture Club. Depeche Mode. Just the Rolling Stones. The Kinks. He did the Come On Eileen. Come On Eileen. Like videos that you know. Like Free Fallen. Everyone knows the video. Oh, nice. Free Fallen. <laughs> just a really amazing. Oh, but uh, I do love Into the Great Wide Open. It's a great video. It's oh. a great song. And actually, I used to play in a band and we had a friend that was our. He was our quote-unquote roadie, and we called him Bart the Roadie. <laughs> oh, wow. He did a few more David Bowie videos, uh, Blue Jean and Day In, Day Out. Living After Midnight, more Judas Priest. Just so diverse to work with Judas Priest and Whitney Houston and Janet Jackson. And S Club 7. And S Club 7. So he also directed Earth Girls Are Easy, which is a, a movie from 1988. So he did shortly after uh, Absolute Beginners. I remember this one. And uh, so it was my it was my night to pick the movie on Saturday nights. So we'd alternate me and my sister getting to pick a movie, going to Blockbuster. And I just, I really wanted to see it because I, I had never heard of it before, but I saw a movie with David Wayans and, and Gina Davis. And I was, I, I loved In Living Color, even though I was so young that a lot of the humor probably went over my head, but I loved Homie the Clown. And I loved A League of Their Own, so I had a huge crush on Gina Davis. And that movie was so much more adult than my dad was aware. And it was the first time I ever just like agonized, white knuckled my way through a really bad sex scene in a movie. And just, <laughs> I, oh my God, I've never been so happy for something to be over. It was like the longest minute of my life. That's what she said. <laughs> but tangents aside, the video for Absolute Beginners, it splices in scenes from the movie. It's mostly in black and white. It has like a film noir feel to it. Bowie's got the trench coat and the fedora. And then there's the zebra woman who I don't know <laughs> if anyone remembers. It, it reminded me of this show from my childhood oh my called Zoobly Zoo. Zoo. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> totally reminded me of Zoobly Zoo. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Which for the uninitiated was this show, it was what, the late 80s, and early 90s yeah. probably, and it was these people dressed like they were human animals, basically, and I believe Ben Vereen was the main, I, I can't remember what, yeah. I think he was a lion. A li um, no, there was another one that was a lion, he was like a, uh, something else. He was something else. But yeah, it was, it was, it was... It was Zoobly Zoo by way of Casablanca. So I was so glad to rediscover this gem of a music video. And, and there's the short, like, split-second moment of David Bowie dressed to the nines, tap dancing on a, uh, on a giant typewriter. Just 
amazing peak 80s music video. So the, the typewriter is from the movie. Like there's, it's a musical. So like there's these crazy set pieces that, that occur throughout the movie. And one of them is David Bowie trying to corrupt this, uh, this young man uh, with his capitalistic ways, dancing on a typewriter for some reason. This movie is, is full of these things where it's like, it's like the song in that it's, uh, it, it's gleefully absurd like any musical, it like comes up with these things out of nowhere that don't really belong in real life, but it's still trying to have this veracity to it. So Julian Temple also directed this video by Sade, Smooth Operator. Sade is also in the movie, and if you like Sade, see Absolute Beginners, because she's absolutely hot. And she's got a great musical number that she sings in that. He also directed this uh, this documentary, Joe Strummer, The Future is Unwritten. If you like The Clash, definitely see this movie. A lot of it takes place as Joe Strummer is trying to go out and promote his tour with, uh, with the Mescaleros. Pounding pavement, passing out flyers to a lot of people who didn't recognize Joe Strummer. And it was one of the last interviews with him while he was still alive. And it, yeah, it's just a, just a great look at Joe Strummer at the end of his life and just really still being so passionate about music that he's out there pounding pavement like he was in the early days of The Clash. How old was he while he was doing that? He's either 49 or 50. He was 50 when he passed. Really cool movie. See it. Joe Strummer, The Future is Unwritten. So back to the music. Back to the music. It's, uh, it's apparently kind of ripping off this old uh, uh, cigarette commercial. Uh, by the way, kids, uh, once upon a time there were commercials on television for cigarettes. The slogan was, uh, you're never alone with a strand. And so this is, this is why Bowie, he's, he's out of cigarettes. He's mad. He's pissed off because he's run out of cigarettes. He litters in the video. Kids, don't litter. Don't throw an empty cigarette carton into the Thames, as Bowie does in the video. And he runs out and gets, uh, goes to a, a cigarette machine. Kids, there used to be machines. You could put <laughs> money into You didn't have to show the machine any identification. <laughs> you just put money in it and it gave you cigarettes. Uh, and I don't know if this is from the, the original commercial for the Strand cigarettes, but a zebra woman appears and uh, he chases her. We went into that. So apparently this video, there's an eight minute long version of it, which obviously that one didn't air on MTV generally, but uh, the eight minute version, which you can get on the Best of Bowie DVD uh, or find. Kids, there used to be a thing called DVD. <laughs> you might find your favorite music artist has one in, in the uh, Tower Records, <laughs> the music video section. Uh, or you can find it on YouTube as well. Uh, the eight-minute cut of this video, and by the way, I'm reading from uh, Nicholas Pegg's excellent The Complete David Bowie. This video was used to trail the movies in British cinemas, which sparked a few complaints from cinema-goers alarmed by the riot scenes toward the end. I don't know why, what that's all about. Also, apparently, I don't know what it's all about trailing, you know, movies with a thing, because apparently in British cinemas, I've heard this, I don't know if this is true. British listeners, please let me know if this is not true, but uh, apparently you have to sit down through the whole thing, like through the credits and everything, and then they play God Save the Queen at the end, and you rise, and only then can you, like, exit the theater. So not only do you have to, if they trail it with a music video, not only do you have to sit through the credits of the movie, you sit through this eight-minute Zubilee Zoo Casablanca pastiche, and, and then you get to salute the queen. <laughs> Go on your merry way. Which the funny thing is, like, how sensitive do people have to be? So the riots, and I'm using my smug quote fingers, these riots, it's like 10 people 
jumping up and down on an old timey car, hitting the top with baseball bats. It's it's like the it's the tamest riot. And it's from the movie that you just saw. Yeah. Like, so you really have to have a short memory to be outraged. But hey, you know, England in 1986, man. It was the 80s. It was, you guys were all was, pissed off about Margaret Thatcher. I get it. I get it. There was a lot of cocaine in there. Yeah. A lot of cocaine. Short attention spans. MTV. So I, I have to I have to do some light fanboy gushing. When we had a meeting about this a couple weeks ago. We were discussing a, a scarcity of good covers of David Bowie songs, but I found that this particular song was covered by um, a band called Scott Lucas and the Married Men. Now, that is a side project for a band that I have been a fan of for almost 20 years now. Sweet Jesus. Uh, it's a band called Local H. So Local H is a very loud rock band. And Scott Lucas and the Married Men is, is his quieter, more folk rock side project. And they did just a really true cover. They didn't try to replicate the, the, like the doo-wop in the beginning because it probably would have not sounded very good. So it was good. It knows its limits. It makes the song its own, but also it's distinctly Bowie. But you should definitely check that out. That was really one of the only covers that was by anyone that I had heard of when I, when I looked this one up. Yeah, and uh, I was not familiar with any of, any of the ones... Uh, that I came across, yeah. so I didn't look any further into them. But yeah, when you sent me that one, I, I listened to it. I liked that one. It uh, it does, like you say, it, they make it their own. And yeah, they, they own the song and make it different, but still, you know, the same song. How'd you like this song? I really like this song. I really like this song. Anytime a song can make me think about something in a, that's so completely obvious, but so obvious that it was not remotely obvious, if that makes any sense. It's not obvious to me what you mean. But so that, you know, that sentiment that we, everyone knows that they don't know what they're doing. And it just, it's one of those things that put, it's a song that puts a feeling that everyone's had into words that you really feel like you should have been able to access all along. But it took someone's stroke of brilliance to expose them to you. There's an honesty to it. There and is. And a simplicity to it that's refreshing. Yeah, I agree. Well, how many, how many, um, Prancing zebra cigarette ladies. <laughs> One, that's exactly the way I was going to go, too. Two, I'm going to give it five dancing zebra cigarette ladies. I'm, I'm ready to give it four and a half dancing zebra cigarette ladies. Uh, I love the song. It's not my absolute favorite. Bowie song, and I'll have to, I have to reserve the fives for absolute favorites. I think. See, I I'm I'm leaving myself open because I haven't figured out where the end of the scale is. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Well, it's all subjective. Kind of. It's also it's it's like whose line is it anyway? The points are meaningless. Right. But yeah, I I really like it. I like it a lot, and I like the longer version of it. This is the thing about me. I, I like the extended versions of things. I like a nice slow burn. Mm. That's a heads up. You know, like long books, long movies, long songs, whole albums. Uh, love them. Love them when they're just like dive deep into them and let them wash over you. All right. So that's that's probably going to do it for Absolute Beginners. That, that will do it for Absolute Beginners. Awesome. I feel like we've uh, we've we've come, you know, from from our first episode through our second episode. We've passed through, you know, a, a wide range, a wide sort of realm of, of cosmic proportions, mm -hmm. 
Uh, our next episode is going to be across the universe. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, thank you, Travis. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, thank you, listeners. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, probably, uh, <laughs> by now. Uh, and check out our website, <laughs> tobedetermined.com. <laughs> 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 um, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. A couple of my friends listened to S Club 7 when we were in high school. Um, I this I hope you're appreciating thinking of S Club 7 for the first time since like 2001.